James, glad to be back with you uh, this fine weekend. Hopefully you are enjoying yourself as much as I am enjoying mine. I've actually been having a really good uh, weekend. Uh, you know, I've been I, I don't I don't know how many people I've let on to, um, you know, my personal journey as far as my self-improvement. But, you know, I've been doing a lot to, you know, be a better person. And in that, you know, I've been trying to incorporate exercise into my daily routines. And it's actually been paying off in a multitude of ways, which has been pretty fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I think the most surprising thing to me is that I actually have the ability to improve, you know, because, you know, there comes a time, um, you know, as someone who is out of shape, uh, overweight, and just not in a, a good, healthy condition, you know, you tell yourself what the standards need to be. And it seems like, you know, in the planning stages, in the planning stages, it seems like, oh, I could take care of all of this. But in practice, man, it, it's, it is a struggle. It is a, a huge ask to, you know, go from A to B knowing that, you know, the, uh, the way to get there is going to be hard. And to be quite honest, I didn't think that I would, you know, get up enough ability to do anything effective to lose weight, you know, to actually be better. And, I surprise myself. And I think that for anybody who is, you know, in a in a state of doubt or, you know, not really taking the time to believe in themselves, you know, you really have to give yourself that chance in order to make that difference. Like, that's the really important thing. Um, And for me, like I'm telling you, like when I started running, like not even a month ago or a month and a half ago possibly. And, you know, when I started, I mean, I was completely wasted, you know, in effort. It was just like, oh my goodness, like I can't. And I was, you know, what's so funny is that I was actually quite embarrassed and I was embarrassed because one, I was out of shape and I was overweight or, or I am. And I was looking at everyone else around me and I was comparing my journey to theirs. And it really, you know, that's something that from the mental aspect, you know, you really have to retrain your thought because the the truth and the reality is that only you can be concerned with yourself and you can't hold other people. Um, you can't you can't hold yourself to other people's standards. Because what other people do to get where they are, it's totally different than what your journey is going to be. And I think that was the most important uh, thing for me as far as, you know, getting better 
and, you know, accomplishing more goals. I've actually lost quite a bit of weight and it's actually been really um, driving, to be quite honest. You know, it's been such a driving force in my positive energy. I mean, like yesterday I was on such a high and, um, you know, a lot of that was attributed to looking, you know, at that scale and seeing that all of that hard work, everything that I, you know, all the, <laughs> all the, uh, the sweating and the huffing and puffing and the aching bones and the hurt shins and just everything, you know, it all really just came to that point. And I was like, okay, that is absolutely worth it. You know, for every pain and everything that I've gone through up until this very moment, it's all worth it. You know, so yeah, just a, just a little motivation for people who, you know, really need to jumpstart themselves um, and don't really feel like they have that motivation. I mean, I will just, I'll be the first to tell you, you can do it. I've done it. I am doing it. You know, this isn't just something where I'm, I'm, you know, standing in peak physical condition telling you this is where, this is where I was. This is where I am. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actively doing this. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're, you know, just on the fence about getting out there and being that better person, take the plunge, man. Just get it, get in there, get it done because you're only going to make yourself better. And, and that's, that's the number one key in life. So that, that's, uh, (laughs) that was a segue on the opening for, more than a podcast. I just kind of got on a little tangent there. I was really feeling good. Um, this is this is supposed to be Saturday's episode. Um, you guys are probably going to be hearing this on Sunday or Monday or whatever day you want to listen. But uh, true true as life is, there were some difficulties, and the first recording that I done um, didn't come through. Uh, you know, had some technical difficulties. It was just a nightmare. So um, here I am for you guys, ready to go, and we're going to have some fun. So um, let's just get into it. So last week, I brought up the uh, the news. Well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't break the news, but, you know, the news has been out there that uh, Sony is going to be um, getting rid of the PlayStation Store in the respects of the PS3, the PlayStation Portable or PSP, and the PlayStation Vita. They are going to be eliminating those uh store those digital storefronts. So from the from from any point where you have an aspiration to pick up a legacy system and you, you know, believe that there's going to be a backstock of um games for you to download if you are somebody who enjoys digital content, that will not be the reality. Uh, in the next few months, they will be shutting down the PlayStation 3 store and the PSP store in July, and they will then uh, turn to uh, decimate the PlayStation Vita store in August. So a lot of stuff going on uh, during the summer and it's going to be crazy. But, um, you know, the one thing that that I definitely would recommend to anybody who is, again, teetering on the fence of whether they should or they shouldn't, I would say definitely get yourself invested in PlayStation Vita now because this thing is going to, um, it, it, you know, it, I, the way that I'm, I'm looking at it is I'm looking at it like 
this is going to uh, open up a whole different uh, market for uh, for game collectors. And I think that at some point people are going to start selling Vitas that are going to be, you know, they're going to say, hey, here, I, here's my PlayStation Vita. Um, it has a 64 gigabyte card and I have over uh, 500 games on there or, or, you know, 30 games on there, however many 64 <clears throat> gigabytes uh, can hold. And I'm selling it for a thousand bucks. It's like, you know, and it's going to be justifiable. It's going to be justifiable only to the effect that a lot of the games that are disappearing are, you know, download only or digital only. So if they have the medium where you are able to play that game and you're really about that life, then you're going to sit there and think that, you know, spending a thousand dollars is worth your time and your money. And I really do think that that's going to be the effort that's going to be pushed, um, Towards towards, you know, keeping the PlayStation Vita alive in the future is going to be selling these systems with the uh, with the games uh, already installed on the memory card, because you're not going to be able to do it. Um, you're not going to be able to go and download anything after they they kill it. Now, I, I, I hear a bunch of rumblings and I'm really not sure, but I'm hoping that it falls under this uh, description. But what I what I'm thinking and and I actually think this is true and I'll tell you why. So what I'm thinking is that as long as you go in there and you buy stuff, whatever you buy is yours. Okay? You'll always be able to dip into your content in its own separation from paid versus storefront. Okay? So if you have it, you bought it, it's yours, it'll never go away. They're not going to they're they're not going to they're not going to get rid of your backlog. They're just going to get rid of your they're going to get rid of the storefront to sell it any longer. So really. So really, and honestly, I think this is just a, a vouch for, you know, get it before it's gone. And, you know, um, if you want to take advantage of, you know, what is offered now jump on it because it's not going to be there anymore. Um, the case in point of me believing that it's going to be purchased, but keep is that <clears throat> I've actually gone uh, on the store on the Vita <clears throat> because I, you know, the first thing I was telling myself was I need to get some of my favorite, um, some of my favorite series. And I'd gone and noticed that one of my favorite series was completely off of the store like they actually had the had it lined up in you know categorically but when I went to go download it it was like this content is not here and I was like oh my goodness but one of the one of the con one of the games that I'd bought in the series digitally before because I'd only bought uh, physical the first time um, that was actually still in my in my uh, download log even though it said in the store that it was no longer available. So I still had it in my, in my digital folder. I just didn't, I just, you know, there's no forward ability to go and own that. So uh, uh, saying it again, like I believe that if you go in there and you just let your money talk and you just grab up whatever you feel like is worth it to bring with you on your Vita, you're always going to have the ability to download it later. So, and I think, I think that's kind of cool. 
in the respect of people who may not be able to bolster up the resources in order to grab everything. Because to grab everything, it's going to take quite an amount of resources. Like, I don't think one 64 gigabyte card will do it. Um, that's definitely what I'm aiming for. But I'm also not aiming to secure every single thing. I, You know, I'm very particular about the things that I want to take. And I'm very particular about the things that I feel like are worth the effort and the time. Now, one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about is some of the games that I feel like cannot be missed, should not be missed. If you haven't played them, you should. And it's it's an experience on the PlayStation Vita. So I'm going to just kind of rattle off some games. I did. What's funny is that in my first episode, I had 25 games. But you know what? Like. If I was standing in front of you guys as friends, I wouldn't be calling out <laughs> numbers to to games. So I'm just going to, you know, me here, I'm just going to go through some games that, you know, off the cuff, I think are just absolutely necessities for your PlayStation Vita. So uh, that being said, my first game is actually a PlayStation Classic. And if you know me, then you know exactly what game I'm talking about. Uh, it is Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, I would not have a system that has this available <clears throat> and not have this game. Um, I'm not a legacy collector. I don't have a PlayStation 1. So, you know, I don't have that ability to have the original system as is. But... The, the fact that I have a PlayStation Vita and they have that readily available for me to download, it is like a no brainer. So that is like the game, the first game that, you know, I grabbed when I got a PlayStation Vita. It was like there's no if, ands or buts about it. Now, here's the big question, because as a as a fan of games, you know, if you especially Final Fantasy, if you you know, if you've been a fan of Final Fantasy, then you already understand that. You know, there's uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and then there's Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions and War of the Lions was their release their their not not really a remake, but it was uh, basically a rehash and they added a bunch of content, added FMV sequences, um, you know, added new characters, just a whole bunch of stuff to basically bolster it for the re-release on the PSP. Um, in my preference, I choose the PS1 classic version. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm a stigler for, for cheesy, you know, first effort type games. Like I still enjoy, like people talk about, oh, they improved the dialogue, um, you know, in war, you know, in war of the lions, it's like, no, the dialogue was fine. Even in its cheesiness and, and in its miss, miss dialect, it was just, it was awesome. And like, and I, and I really appreciated it. It just made it more of a charming game. So that's the one I chose. That's the one that I would recommend. Unless you're just really about that life of having like the newest, biggest, best thing, then get War of the Lions because it is the newest, biggest, best one. Um, from the from from again the aspect of adding full motion video and adding a few more characters. Outside of that, it's the same exact game. Um, my number two game or my other game that I would uh, definitely bring is uh, Darkest Dungeon. Now, Darkest Dungeon is kind of like a hybrid game. It's kind of like a strategy action RPG with these weird elements and mechanics that once you get the concept, it's like, 
wow, like, okay, this is this is a little weird. So you basically are in this gothic setting and you go up to this uh you go you go to these these dungeons and um it's a side view of your characters and it kind of looks like those uh I, I can't really explain how it is, but it has this uh 2.5 uh ratio um where you can kind of see the background moving but it's still a stationary background it's kind of weird on the eyes but very cool and um you know you have to manage your group and uh you also have to maintain the uh, integrity of the dungeon by keeping it well lit so that you're not getting jumped by beasts and monsters and all other kind of stuff and you know um it's 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 such a great game and it and it's also made in the vein of games like dark souls so it does have a steep difficulty um and it does have kind of a one-off uh, aspect so you know when characters die they are gone and you you know you have to grow you know grow uh or nurture new characters in order to take their place or just protect those characters that you really are about. Um, it's, it's a really cool game. And the one thing that I really enjoy about darkest dungeon is that, um, the entire game is narrated, narrated by action. So whatever actions you take within the game, uh, there is a, a superb narration that goes along with it. And it really does empower you, you know, as a player, when you're, you know, when you do a critical strike and then the narrator basically lets you know, you know, that, you know, go back to the pit or whatever. And it's super cool. Uh, and I just love, I love, love, love that. And it really does kind of get you lost in the element of what that game is offering. So Darkest Dungeon is another really cool game that I think you have to pick up if you're, uh, if you have a PlayStation Vita and you're trying to just, you know, grab some games. Um, now, some other things that I would grab are a few series. So I'm going to go through a few series that I would grab just to make sure that I have all of because it's, it's like and I'm and, and when I say grab these games, um, I'm thinking about somebody who has like a 64 gigabyte, 32 gigabyte card. And you're just like, I'm just going to grab everything I can, you know, like, let's say it's just the last day, you know, like that. That's the that's the mode I'm taking. So my so my first series that I would want people to make sure to grab is the Persona series in its entirety. So every single game is on there. You got Persona one, two, three and four golden and they are all available there. And I would say grab them all. Now, the the standouts, if you can only choose a few, I would say definitely get three and four. Um, But if you can afford to have the series on you, then why not? Um, so yeah, the Persona series is one, um, another series that I would grab is, uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Um, they have one and two, which were, I believe they were PSP games and, uh, they are available on the PlayStation Vita and I would grab those because they're very robust, uh, offerings. Um, and you know, they'll keep you, they, you know, with, 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 a with a very lingering story that, that goes across all of their games because you know like as a as a fan of rpgs especially coming up on final fantasy that was one of the weirdest things like when i played final fantasy because i i started with final fantasy uh with seven and i remember when eight came out like or when it was announced well it wasn't really announced it was one of those things where it was like um 
you know, you got your magazine and you just kind of discovered that it was being developed. It wasn't like how, you know, it wasn't like information is ready now on the Internet. But um, I remember thinking, oh, this brown, this brown hair guy looks cool, but where's Cloud? Like, I always thought that these games were just a continuation. Anytime I heard about a sequel, it was always a continuation of something that I knew. So I was still looking out for old characters. And I, and I really went into 8 looking for the old characters. I was like, okay, where's where's Cloud? You know, what happened to, you know, Red 13? Where's Baird? Where's everybody? And, and you know, it took me a minute to, like, really kind of put the... Uh, you know, get get new get the training wheels off of the off of the understanding that you know Final Fantasy just kind of ran themselves in a whole different direction. Now with Trails of Cold Steel, that that's that yeah you can put that to bed because every single game is reliant on the last game that was in the series. So and and what I love about that series because I, I okay and, and to be honest I haven't played one and two. I've only played three and I want to play four. Um. But for what I've played, they what they allow you to do is catch up. So they'll give you the synopsis of what has transpired before, you know, you take on the new tale. And I think that's very helpful for people who are jumping in at different points and whatnot. But um, they also are a game series that has very robust characters. Um, I think they're uh, I think they're their design their level design and their combat is pretty fun it can be seen as standard in a lot of ways but i think what really truly carries that series is the characters because you become so familiar with the characters and um you know their different tropes and how they kind of carry themselves throughout the story that you know, you you kind of hold on to that and you, you just basically let it carry you to, you know, the games that they end up showing up in in the future. So, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel is definitely something that I would pick up uh, if I were somebody, you know, with a Vita with some room to collect. Uh, another game that um, I totally would not uh, miss out on um, is uh, Dungeon Travelers 2. Now, what's really funny is that when I picked up Dungeon Travelers 2, it was purely off of like some Internet hype. And to be honest, I don't even know what where Dungeon Travelers 1 is. But Dungeon Travelers 2 is a really, really cool game. Um, It is a dungeon crawler. It is a first person dungeon crawler. So you're not going to see your character per se. And it's also kind of like a Pokemon collecting kind of type game and i know that sounds super weird i know you're probably squinching your face but look let me explain so you can get different familiars um to help you in battle and um yeah there there's just so it's it i don't want to i don't want to compare it to persona because it because it's not not quite like persona but you know like you just you just get you you have the ability to get these different types of of characters and um and you know you you basically build your teams in order to you know face whatever immediate threats there are at that point so you know you you can build like paladins or you can base them on more like magic um it's it's a it's really weird to explain but it's really a fun game and i think out of all of the dungeon crawlers 
this is probably one of the one of the better ones outside of Demon Gaze, which is another really, really good dungeon crawler that I would recommend people play and pick up. Now, now Demon Gaze is actually a game that got some uh, love domestically here in the U.S. Um, and actually was popular enough to spawn a sequel. So if you're somebody who enjoys a series of a particular type of game, then I would say go for Demon Gaze. But if you just like, you know, very um, romanticized characters, uh, characters that you can really, I mean, both games actually have really cool characters. Like, I'm not even going to lie about that. I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> you know, swing you one way and say that the other game is missing anything else. I just, I, I would, I would, I would say that Demon Gaze is probably the more popular out of the two dungeon crawlers, but I would tip my hat to, uh, to Dungeon Travelers 2 just for their characterizations. I think their characters are just a little bit funnier and just a, a lot more endearing. So, but again, that's not saying that uh, the characters in Demon Gaze are bad. So, but Demon Gaze is super hard. I can tell you that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And if you're somebody that's new to Dungeon Crawlers, <clears throat> understand this. Dungeon crawlers are not just meant to crawl through the dungeon. It's not just meant to a, you know, go from A to B. You definitely have to grind before you even think about getting to B because if you get all the way to B and that's where, you know, your your boss or uh your opposition or whatever's, you know, stopping you from getting to the next level, uh, it's going to be a hard long day for you. And so I always recommend that when you got games like if you got any kind of game that has a leveling system and allows you to get better statistically, you know, and gives you an ability to improve attributes, take your time and at least get yourself five or 10 levels from where everything has started. So if your enemies are level one, you should be level five easily. And if you believe that there's going to be a boss around a corner, you should probably be level 10. You know, you should never because it's such a disheartening feeling. I still remember um, fighting the uh, first major boss in Demon Gaze and I completely got wiped like for the first like 13, 15 times. And then I said, you know what? I think what I think I'm doing something wrong. And I think what I'm doing wrong is that I just got here too fast. And so I just started going around the map and just, you know, having all the as many random battles as I possibly could uh, in order to get my characters leveled up to a suitable level to at the very least, uh, you know, pose a threat <clears throat> to the enemy. But, yeah, that that's that's dungeon crawlers for you. So don't. <clears throat> yeah. Again, don't think that, you know, that a dungeon crawler is going to just, you know, lay down and just kind of be that game. It's never going to be that game. Um, another game that um, I would definitely recommend uh, <clears throat> people pick up, or actually a, a series, another series, and that's the, uh, uh, I guess you call it Zero Escape series. So the Zero Escape series started off on the DS, uh, with I believe it's called 999 um, that that in itself was a very popular game but then they moved the series over to the Vita and I believe they did that because they thought the Vita was going to be a very robust system that was going to last for years and years um, 
And they brought over the second game, the sequel to 999, which was a very popular game called Virtue's Last Reward. Um, they also spawned a third game uh, called Zero Time Dilemma, which closed out the series uh, before the uh, Vita uh, eventually was canceled and uh, put into the abyss. But um, yeah, the the zero um, the nonary games or uh, zero escape games, whatever you want to call them, the, that that is one of my favorite series of all time. Now, the concept of those games are really cool because they're basically it's escape rooms before escape rooms became cool. Cause like now you can find escape rooms like all over the country. And it's kind of weird because when I started seeing them pop up, all I kept saying to myself was, this is just like virtue's last reward. This is exactly, this is exactly that game, except nobody's dying, you know, like, <clears throat> but at the, um, at the end of the day, uh, you get yourself a you get a game that is a um, it's an investigative game where you have to find clues and answer, you know, a lot of different um, questions in order to escape rooms in a certain amount of time. Um, there is a heavy, you know, dialogue, um, you know, pushing the narrative and there's a lot of investigating to do. And it's just a really, really fun game. It's it's kind of sort of a visual novel as well because it's so heavy on the dialogue. But there is there is a lot of interactive um, uh, things that you do in order to really make it an enjoyable game on its own. So um, I would say that if you're somebody who has a little bit of patience, but you like to test your mind, you like to kind of think outside the box and, you know, have that aha moment then definitely pick up the Nonary game series because it is fantastic. They actually have um, a Nonary games collection, which has the first two. So they did bring 999 over to the PS Vita. So you can get the first two games in the series in one bundle and then grab the third game. Now, the third game is actually really, really good. I actually platinumed the third game. And I also, I believe, I, yeah, I also platinum. After I platinum the third game, I went back to platinum uh, the second one. And those two games are fantastic. I, I will take the time one day to play 999. Um, but for what I've played in the in the in the uh, the the two latest, bar none, some of the best gaming I've done on the PlayStation Vita. Um, the other series is actually made by. Um, the creators of the Virtues Last Reward uh, developers, and it's Danganropa. And Danganropa Trigger Happy Havoc um, is a super, super good game. Also runs itself as a visual novel, but this one's more about uh, investigating. This one, you know, is kind of, uh, it's like a virtual whodunit. So, you know, you run into you run into a series of circumstances where, you know, things happen and you need to find out why. And then at the end of the time that they have allotted you, then you take people to trial and you have to prove innocence or guilt. And it's 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 kind of like a it's I mean, there's nothing really better than Ace Attorney, like to be quite honest. Um, but it's kind of a different take on Ace Attorney. Um, just a little bit more, um, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit more of you involved in the, you know, in the actual happenings of what's putting, 
your characters in these scenarios. So it's like it's more it's more of a personal thing, you know, whereas whereas, uh, you know, with Phoenix Wright, you know, he's kind of getting called in to do investigations on certain things or he just happens upon you know um these crime scenes and kind of takes the time short of you know doing it under police supervision like this is all happening with people in a locked confined space and it's like okay our numbers are going down and somebody's clearly you know killing other people and we need to know who and we need to know why and it's just really really fun so um, the Danganronpa series is another great series that I would recommend uh, people pick up. Um, you know, there's there's a few other games uh, that I would recommend. Um, I think that you know one of the biggest things is that you should you should just get exactly what makes you happy. It's not that it's hard for me to recommend games to people. It's just I like it's like because here, here's the thing, like if you haven't noticed the trend as far as what I've mentioned now, um, a lot of it is like role playing. You know, I mean, some people might not be in a role playing games and there's a lot. There is a lot that is offered that doesn't have to do with role playing games. You know, one of, you know, like I can like to rattle off a few other games that I think are worth it. Um, I think it's called Sin Mora. Which it's kind of like a game like Gradius. Kind of like a top down aerial shooter uh, with these huge bosses at the end. Super fun. Um, You can grab if you're into the uh, Dynasty Warrior series, they actually have one they made for Vita called Dynasty Warriors Next. It's old by the standards, but it's still fun. They do have uh, the Warrior Orochi series on the PSP side uh, that you can grab. Um, and if you're somebody who likes mature games, they actually have um, the Corpse Party um, series that originated um well i don't know if it originated on there but the the majority of what they've offered in the past has been uh from psp but you can still download them on vita um and then they did come out with one on vita called blood drive um if you're a fan of resident evil they have resident evil uh revelations 2 which to be quite honest i mean i know a lot of people pan that game a lot of people said oh it's not like the original one it's like yeah but it's still fun and I think that's like that. I think that was one of those things where uh, people were just holding it to an unfair uh, bias and they weren't really judging it on its own merits because it's a really fun game. Um, I think the single player is really fun. I mean, it's all single player. Um, I do believe I think they had a function where you could connect with people um, to play through the story. Funny, funny. Uh, funny story is, um, I actually, uh, I'd actually first picked that game up on the PlayStation three. It's one of the last, uh, PlayStation three games that they had released at the time. <clears throat> and, um, I grabbed it in this understanding that, um, it was going to be, I think when I read cross play, I figured that 
I was going to have um, both versions. I thought, you know, I don't know why I thought this. I, I, I don't know where my head was, but I really thought like, oh, OK, you know, I'm going to buy it on this this console and it's going to be available on this one as well. And that was not the case. And I was pretty upset with uh, with uh, Sony for that. And I remember calling them and explaining my case and they were just letting me know, like, no, that's just not how business is done. And, you know, clearly it's not uh, because there's been many other instances that, you know, I've had to buy multiple versions of games Um one game unrelatable to this this list that I'm giving you is uh, Bloodstained. I've purchased Bloodstained on probably every system short of Xbox that it's available on. And that's just saying a whole lot. And I just really enjoy um, Metroidvania games. <clears throat> and I think that that's like the perfect uh, Metroidvania outside of Symphony of the Night, which also uh, goes into a game I feel like you guys should grab. Uh, if you get the Vita, I would say this, <clears throat> do like I did and grab yourself uh, Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles, because that is probably one of the best uh, twofers that you can get hands down. I don't know any other game that's done what they've done. So basically, you're going to get the uh, PSP remake of Rondo of Blood, right? And it has a 2.5 aspect ratio where you, you you know, like I said, they got that, you know, you got the uh, static background, but then there's a background behind it that's moving and it just makes it look weird. Um, <clears throat> but in that game, they've locked um, two secret versions of one, the original Rondo of Blood, and then one of the greatest games of all time in Symphony of the Night. So you can basically play three different games. I said twofer, but you can play three different games just by purchasing one. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Like when I first downloaded uh, the Dracula X Chronicles, um, I honestly just unlocked Symphony of the Night and I just played that. And I just played that. I, I didn't I didn't play through any of the Rondo of Blood. I just kind of kept it simple and just, yeah, just beat the heck out of <clears throat> out of uh, Symphony of the Night. And, and I mean, you don't have to do that. You can definitely grab the PS1 Classic, but I would say, you know, why not expand your options? Um, also, I would say if you're into uh, tactical games like I was mentioning Final Fantasy Tactics, but you're not quite a fan of Final Fantasy, they do have Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, um, this is a fantastic tactical RPG that I think everybody should experience. It's such a great game. Um, it's actually made by the developers, or I believe the lead designer of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. So there's going to be a lot of similarities between the two. Um, I, when I look at them both side by side, I I kind of tell myself that Tactics Ogre is the more grounded story, whereas Final Fantasy Tactics is a more charming story. I really find a lot of charm in playing Final Fantasy Tactics where I am more grounded in the reality of what uh, 
tactics ogre is conveying so you know take it like you you want it i i'd I'd say research the two side by side and then just pick for yourself which one's going to be uh the better choice um also while you're picking up playstation one classics i would say that everybody should uh pick up the sleeper hit uh legend of dragoon uh, Legend of Dragoon was a classic PlayStation 1 game that came out at the height of the Japanese RPGs that were taking America by storm. And um, it is a fantastic game without, you know, that's not named Final Fantasy Yeast or, uh, you know, any other major series that you could think of. I mean, and, and it's such a shame that it didn't become a series it was developed by uh sony and you know that basically just showed me that you know from a first party stance they could absolutely rival the things that they were paying other developers to bring to their systems um why it hasn't spawned sequels i have no idea but i would just say while that is the only in in its of its kind you should experience it it's a really good rpg it's dated by today's standard, but you know if you're if you if you have a nostalgic appreciation for games, you know of yesterday, then why not grab that one? Um, another game that I think a lot of people would say, you know, it'd be crazy if you didn't put it on the list is the Metal Gear uh, Solid Collection, and I don't know why they call these collections because it's really not the collection that I would would think about like when when I hear collection I'm thinking okay you're basically giving me everything up to the point of the the latest offering and that's not the case here but I digress uh what they give you is Sons of Liberty and Snake Eater so you get two of the best games in the series I would argue that uh Twin Snakes can absolutely stand in line uh in lockstep with those two games uh, it's one of my favorite games uh, that was released in that series. And yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, you're getting two amazing uh, games for the price of one. And who doesn't like Metal Gear? So, you know, there you go. Um, another game that I would grab, um, Stardew Valley. You, you, <laughs> you'd be a fool to not grab Stardew Valley on the Vita. Now, I think the only thing is, is that if you've already started Stardew Valley, on a different system you might be a little hesitant because yeah that stuff is time consuming and it takes a long time to get those farms right you know and if you don't have an ability to bring the farm you already got then why would you want to start another farm but if you haven't started a farm on stardew valley then i would say this is the best way to experience stardew valley because you always got your farm in your back pocket so yes if you got a vita and you haven't played stardew valley and you like to farm and play farming games then go ahead and grab stardew valley now they do have um you know classic games like harvest moon and and things of that sort but i honestly believe like stardew valley is such a charming game and it's such a great game and it's such a throwaway from the classic tropes of what we expect out of a game like a harvest moon that i just don't think it can afford to be missed by any fan of any game so check it out if you haven't um shovel knight is another uh game that i would say uh people should play and bring uh you know download if you're getting a vita um also salt and sanctuary is a really really good game um 
I played a bit of Salt and Sanctuary, and I got to say, I was like really just kind of uh, thrown off by how good it was. Um, I, I did not expect it to be that great. Um, <clears throat> it's basically just playing a side-scrolling uh, version of Dark Souls. And, you know, I, I, I can't explain it any better than that. And I think that it's a lot of fun for people who enjoy those games that have that ramped up level of difficulty. Um, another another great game, and it also falls in line with the uh, with the category of Metroidvanias, is Axiom Verge. Um, there is there is not much I can say to explain uh, the awesomeness that is Axiom Verge, but anytime you can take an independent um, you know, studio <clears throat> that can develop a, a Metroidvania game that is as robust at like, I honestly take Axiom Verge and it lines up as like the top three Metroidvania games of all time. That that's, that's what I'm telling you. You know, there's Super Metroid as, as just the pinnacle. It's, it's the standard. And then you got Symphony of the Night and then you got Axiom Verge. Like I, I'm hands down one of the best. And what's really cool is they're actually coming out with a sequel to that game. And I'm highly excited for that sequel. I cannot wait until they drop Axiom Verge 2. <clears throat> it's it's a, it's just it's such a new and fresh take on, you know, a genre that so many people love. I mean, if you you know, if you enjoy those games where. You know, you got those locked areas that can only be unlocked by a particular key item or weapon that's on the other side behind us, boss. And then you got to trail back this way, like, you know, and 100 percent a map. And, you know, like it that that is it's the perfect game. And I really do enjoy games like that, you know, for the 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 one reason I enjoy games like that is just the the potential of power. I always love the growth of my actual character when they amass all of these different key items and then they become the ultimate thing. And um, I remember what, what was the um, oh, Shadow Complex? That was a game that was kind of like a pseudo uh, Metroidvania game. And it was really, really cool because you collected um, all of these different resources and you became this ultimate weapon and you were just so untouchable. And yeah, same thing in Axiom Verge. You know, once you get, you know, all of the the things you need, you become damn near untouchable. Um, but it, it also has a very cool concept of reality um, versus alternate reality. And it's just, it's a really good story for, for, for such an independent game. It's such a great effort. And I think that everybody should experience that game um i'm trying to think of some other games and some other series something that i might be forgetting but i don't think that i look again I, i've said it already and i'll say it again really really the choices just come down to you it really just comes down to you i know for me if somebody picks up my vita they're gonna look and they're gonna say hmm this thing is full of uh, this thing's full of uh, role-playing games. This thing is full of, you know, dungeon crawlers. This thing is full of games that have a lot of character. And that's exactly what the truth of it is going to be. Um, you know, don't be surprised if you find the entire um, Atelier offering or, you know, Hyperdimension Neptunia offering on my Vita because that's pretty much where my interests lie. Like, to be quite honest, I think that... I think the PlayStation Vita in itself 
is going to go down as one of the best place best places to experience uh the one of the best offerings of Japanese uh role playing games. Uh I think it's 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 been the hub for JRPGs for a very long time. It continues to be one of the best places to play it. And and honestly, it's one of the best places to play um you know a lot of legacy offerings you know there there's not a lot of places that you can play um you know these ps1 classics these psp games these psp mini games um there's just not a lot of places you can do that and that's one of the reasons that i'm championing championing um people to go out and grab yourself a vita now because because i'm telling you right now once it once it's after August, this is going to go nuts because people are going to find because people are so resourceful. And I under and, and I'm just forecasting that the way that this is going to go down is that people are going to prepare these systems so that they can sell them at a at a high premium um, with the tag of, you know, I have every game in this series or I have 30 games plus all the Persona games. I have all the Persona dancing games. I have, you know, like, and they're just going to sell, and they're going to sell, you know, they'll they'll probably sign up for, you know, uh, a general, you know, PS account and basically say, I'll sell you the account with all these games and everything on the Vita, 32 gigabyte card, it's all yours. This is how much I'm charging. Cause like right now, like right now it's kind of crazy. Cause like Vita's like Vita's on the second mar- the second market. Uh, they are still going for just about as much as they were when they were you know at GameStop or wherever you went and got your games respectively. Um, but there are particular games that are just outrageously priced. Like I was talking about Danganronpa. Uh, earlier that's no longer in the store so any physical copy of that game is at an astronomical level i think i i think i um there was one that i was looking at online um i was i was observing a uh an auction and the bid started off at 99 dollars, and i believe it got sold for a hundred and seventy eight yeah but there were some there were some that I witnessed that got up that got up to the 200 mark. There there's somebody out there selling a Persona 4 Golden Special Edition Vita with the game and they had it listed at $5,000. Like it's that serious for people. Now whether people are paying that money or not, that's a whole different deal, but I would just say for the respect of yourself and your and the system, do do the better thing, in my opinion, and just grab yourself a Vita and just jump on the digital market before it's gone. That that that's that's how I'm viewing. I like me, you're not gonna you're not gonna catch me, you know, investing in anybody's, you know, hundred dollar games that I at one time bought for thirty. Like it's not that type of party. You know, for me, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm I can play Danganronpa on PC. I'm good. I don't need to have that cartridge. I'm I'm good. I can play, you know, V3, you know, the third game in the series on PS4 or I could just buy the whole collection on PS4, you know, one day and just play it that way. Um I'm not really worried about it. But going back to the original statement that I made, there's a lot even outside of what I've mentioned that you can only play on the Vita. So I would say do your research, find out exactly what games you like are are there, and then just make sure that you have the ability to secure them before time goes away. Because after August, this isn't going to be a conversation anymore. It's just not. You know, in August, by August, I'm hoping that I have a huge backlog that I can just dip into, you know, with six again with 64 gigabytes, I'm hoping and praying that I can bring everything that I already own because I already own a lot as far as uh, their digital offerings. So I'm hoping that I'm able to take all of that and then I'm able to go and just kind of cherry pick and say, OK, let's find the stuff that I just can't afford to not see again, because it does suck when you don't see certain games, you know. And then and they don't have any plans to re-release it or, you know, uh, remastered or just whatever the motions are in order to keep the history of games alive. You know, so, you know, do your part if you can, if you want, you know, it's, it, you know, PlayStation Vita wasn't for everybody, but I definitely think it's one of the best systems that I've come across. And, you know, I, I'd say, you know, if, if you if you again, if you're on the fence about it just take the plunge and, and grab one because they're just they're super amazing and i think everybody would enjoy it so with that being said guys you already know the drill i really appreciate you guys coming over taking a listen enjoying the show uh you guys have always been so supportive um showing love and it's just such a blessing um to have such fantastic people around all the time and you know from me to you i say thank you um if you have any games that, you know, you currently are playing on the PlayStation Vita that you think everybody should grab, let me know. I'm always on Twitter. Um, I enjoy having conversations about uh, things that I mentioned here on more than a podcast. So, you know, chime it up. Just hit me up on Twitter. Um, I am more. That's M-O-O-R-E-T-A podcast on Twitter. So more M-O-O-R-E. TA podcast and uh yeah we can chop it up about some PlayStation Vita and any other things that you guys want to bring up because I'm always very open to casual conversations with you great people well again this is James this is more than a podcast do me that favor guys take care of yourselves and each other and I will see you guys next time bye guys bye